The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GinJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Wednesday, August 2nd, day 7 of Jaguars training camp in the book, second day of full pads for your Jacksonville Jaguars. Got a little bit hot out there yesterday. Some of the guys were dealing with some fatigue, some heat fatigue. Today was much nicer, a little bit more mild. Got some rain coming down here in Duval County now, so not as much heat today. But another long practice, full practice, full pads, uh, we'll get into it. First, got to start it off with some injury updates. Prior to practice, Doug Peterson met with the media. Calvin Ridley dealing with a toe injury. He was said to be limited in practice today, although it didn't look like it. We'll get into that. Anton Harrison is dealing with a right shoulder. Uh, just has some soreness there. They're being cautious. Was holding him out of the team portion of practice. And then Andre Sisko like Anton Harrison, he was limited as well. He has a hamstring going on. You look over at Andre Sisko during the team portion of practice, and about every 5-10 minutes, he's over there doing push-ups. So good to see him staying loose. He's he's kind of jumping around, doing those push-ups, keeping himself engaged, right? And, and I'm no doctor, but again, Calvin Ridley, it looked like to me he participated in all of the team stuff for the Jaguars for the most part. So despite the toe soreness, they kept him out there, and you saw Calvin Ridley versus Tyson Campbell as it has been throughout the, the duration of Jaguars training camp so far. It's appointment viewing when those two line up against each other. Today, Ridley was routing him up pretty well. Uh, Tyson was, was sticking with him for the most part, did draw a pass interference on one of them, but Calvin Ridley was failing to haul in the football today for whatever reason. On several occasions, he let the ball hit the ground uh, kind of bizarre. Not sure if he was too amped up due to the toe or or what was going on there with Calvin Ridley, but he dropped a lot of passes, bottom line. And uh, so did the the entirety of the Jaguars' top three receivers, right? Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, they all let the ball hit the ground today during the team portion of practice. Um, Calvin Ridley was certainly the one that, that let the ball hit the ground the most, but you saw Christian Kirk have a drop, which should have been an easy catch. And uh, Zay Jones, same thing, both of them from Trevor Lawrence. Not sure why, but that group was a little bit off today. Is that a reason to panic? Absolutely not. I don't think you should be worried at all. But I'm here to report what I saw out there at training camp. That's what happened today. Is it something that has been a problem throughout training camp for these guys? No, absolutely not. Is it something that I continue to be a problem? Absolutely not. Now, if it is, we will report it and we'll talk about it. But at this point, I wouldn't worry about it at all. And all those guys look like they're moving out there well. I think it was just an off day, and that'll happen from time to time. Um, Before practice and Doug Peterson's press conference, he was praising Devin Lloyd, and I really agree. Um, Devin Lloyd has been really good. I think today might have even been his best day out there. He hasn't looked lost in coverage at all. He's been where he's supposed to be. Um, He's where he's supposed to be consistently against the run and the pass. He made some big plays out there today, kind of thumping. Um, Travis Etienne a couple times, tight coverage on Calvin Ridley. Might have even gotten a hand in there on that one to to deflect that one away. 
Um, but, yeah, Devin Lloyd going into year two, playing a lot better right now. He missed most of training camp last year, bottom line. Uh, that, that, that's what happened. That's how it went down. He had the injury, unfortunately. And I think it, it really hindered him throughout his rookie year. And not just the injury, but the, the loss of practice time and training camp. I mean, as a rookie, you need your training camp to get ready. And I think uh, having a full year to to focus on this defense, this system, his role in this system, and having a full training camp, hopefully, to be able to go out there and execute and, and get those mental reps down and physical reps down, I think is going to really help Devin Lloyd, who the Jaguars traded up back into the first round to land him in 2022 for a reason. This was a guy I had as a borderline top 10 draft pick in 2022. He fell down into the 20s, and the Jaguars decided they wanted to go up and get him. I was a huge fan of the move, despite bringing in Foya Luokan. Um, I think De- Devin Lloyd is going to have his opportunity, and I think he's going to look a lot better in 2023 than he did as a rookie. The Jaguars' defensive front was disruptive early in practice. You saw Roy Robertson Harris getting in there, Tyler Lacey, uh, Josh Allen as well making a play. He was able to do to deflect a Trevor Lawrence pass in the backfield. Josh Allen has consistently been in the backfield throughout training camp pretty much every day. Um, Antonio Johnson, the rookie out of Texas A&M, the guy who is going to be kind of a combo, a hybrid safety slash somebody who can also line up in the slot. And look, safeties, they do line up in the slot. Like Rayshon Jenkins had over 200 snaps in the slot last year. So you don't have to call him a nickel corner. I don't think that's what his role really is. But yeah, he can line up in the slot for you. And he is showing his length, his physicality, and his aggressiveness pretty consistently. He's not going to be perfect in one-on-one coverage against receivers, but he's a guy that I think will find a role with the Jaguars in 2023 pretty early on just due to his physical ability his length his aggression that he plays with um, and his ability to disrupt as as a defender on the line of scrimmage as a run defender as well as someone who can uh, pursue the football really well force a lot of fumbles big fan of what Antonio Johnson has put on film so far Eric Hallett had another good day had a really strong day yesterday um, he was the Jaguars' six-round pick out of pit. He is more of that nickel, true nickel-type cornerback, in my opinion. And he's been sticky in coverage. He's been making plays. Had a really nice PBU in one-on-one drills down the field. Looked really good. Um, so Eric Hallett is stacking some good days together. And his counterpart, or I don't know if counterpart's the right word, but the guy who was drafted just after him, Christian Braswell, another corner out of Rutgers, he hasn't looked great the last couple of days. Not sure what's going on with him, but he has not been as sticky as you would hope. He's a very athletic player, um, obviously very early on in his first training camp as a rookie, but want to see a little bit more out of, out of uh, Christian Braswell moving forward. You did have a minor dust-up. Mio O'Brien reported it between Rayshon Jenkins and Sammy Reyes, uh, Samus Reyes, but got got broken up very quickly. Nothing really to report on. I don't think there was even any punches thrown. Um, run defense, super strong looking today. Devin Lloyd was one of those guys that was making a lot of plays against the run. Consistently there, you know, if it wasn't at the line of scrimmage, it was just beyond the line of scrimmage where Devin Lloyd was making contact with these runners, looking really strong. Um, Britton Strange, he was targeted 
maybe more than anyone today besides like Calvin Ridley in the team portion of practice. And he caught everything, had a had a diving grab over the middle of the field, tons of targets today, caught them all, touchdown in red zone during the last period from C.J. Beathard where he's able to go up and get his feet down in the back of the end zone. Britton Strange has been really impressive and you haven't even been able to see him really get it going um, in space as a blocker, which I think the Jaguars are going to use him in that role quite a bit in 2023. Deshaun Dixon, he had a big day, I think. He was pressuring um, C.J. Beathard quite a bit in the team portion of practice. Had some wins in one-on-one as well that I saw. John Shipley also was over there watching those. He told me that, that Dixon uh, was able to get a couple pressures in one-on-one, and I thought he looked really good. Again, in the team portion of practice, he's he's playing more of that defensive end role in the Jaguars' defense instead of outside linebacker. Um, and I th- thought he had his best day of camp so far. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, Shaquille Quarterman, he was really, really good against the run, really physical. That's kind of his calling card, but you saw it multiple times throughout the team portion of practice today. Shaquille Quarterman making some plays as a run defender. Walker Little looking really strong in one-on-one drills, was uh, having his way with pretty much everyone he went up against. And this is a guy, has the talent, has the pedigree. He's going to be a starter in 2023. Going to start out at left tackle for the Jaguars during Cam Cam Robinson's suspension, excuse me, and uh, potentially move inside to, to guard, potentially hold on to that spot. We'll see how it all plays out. But Walker Little had a really good day in the OL versus DL drills. And... I just want to say this, and I think there's a lot of people in the media that kind of agree with this. I don't think the Jags have enough behind Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker right now, straight up, in terms of the pass rush. I don't think you're seeing Caleb on chase on do a lot. I don't think you're seeing any of these guys look consistent enough to really make a huge impact in 2023. We'll see how it plays out. And of course, DeWan Smoot's not out there practicing yet. He's going to be able to make an impact as a rotational pass rusher. But I think you just need one more. I really do. I think you need to go get a vet edge rusher. Go do it. Whether it's Justin Houston, um, whether it's uh, Melvin Ingram, there's a couple other guys out there. Unique Ngakwe, will he settle for a rotational pass rushing role? I'm not sure. But there's some some guys out there that I think the Jaguars should certainly be in contact with and bring one of them in because I think if you – it's not about being a good team. I think the Jaguars are going to be a good team. It's about being able to take down the best teams in the playoffs. It's about getting to the Super Bowl. And I think if you want to get to the Super Bowl, you just need a little bit more edge rush than what the Jaguars currently have beyond Josh Allen. And, and of course, they're expecting Trayvon Walker to make a big year two leap. But beyond that, I just don't see it personally with this group. So I think they need to bring someone in and, it's not like they won't be a good defense if they don't get another edge rusher. Um, but I think you want to give yourself the best possible chance. You have the money to go do this to bring in one of these guys. I think they absolutely should. Didn't see much Foya Lukin during team portion of practice today, if at all. 
Hopefully we'll be able to get an update there later on to see what was going on there. But did not see much Fuea Luikin out there. Jordan Smith had a would-be sack on the final play of of practice today on C.J. Beathard, but he was unblocked. It's not like he was able to def- to defeat a defender or a, an offensive lineman, excuse me, and get in there for a pressure. He was just simply unblocked off the edge. You saw a lot of wide receiver versus DB one-on-one. Um, I'll get into some of that. And by the way, when you're seeing double moves and one-on-one, the wide receiver is almost always going to win in that situation. It just puts defenders in a really tough, tough spot. And so I think you should take what happens in one-on-one with wide receivers and DBs with a grain of salt to a certain extent. But we'll go ahead and get into it. Just wanted to put that out there before getting into it. Kendrick Pryor had a deep touchdown with Antonio Johnson and Gregory Jr. in coverage, was able to just get behind them. You kind of saw that a lot with him in Cincinnati during the preseason last year. I've mentioned it a lot, but he led the preseason, the entire NFL, in receiving last year. So a guy who has the ability to get open and make plays. Jare Jenkins had a really nice catch with Tavon Campbell in coverage. A lot of the guys, when he got over to the sideline, were kind of dapping him up, giving them, giving him some love, crediting Jure Jenkins, who's a rookie out of LSU, scored six touchdowns for the Tigers last year. Calvin Ridley, uh, as I mentioned, dropped several passes. He couldn't haul one in on the sideline where he was able to get a little bit of a step on Tyson Campbell, but Tyson was in pretty good coverage. Great rep by both of them, but Calvin just couldn't quite haul that one in. Um, Ridley got 32, Tyson Campbell to uh, commit a pass interference where he was trying to break outside. He also got Darius Williams to commit a pass interference in a similar fashion. So was able to, uh, despite not hauling in a lot of these catches today, still make an impact drawing some pass interferences. Uh, Christian Kirk drew a pass interference against Trey Herndon, and uh, that was after getting locked up on a rep by Trey Herndon. So, And then he also easily beat Trey Herndon a little bit later on. Uh, Zay Jones was able to beat Chris Claybrooks down the field. Gregory Jr., he was physical in a one-on-one rep versus Evan Ingram, but Evan Evan Ingram was able to haul it in on a short route. Uh, But I thought that was an impressive rep by both guys. Uh, You saw Jamal Agnew beat beat, um, Christian Braswell deep down the sideline on a play that went for a touchdown. You saw... Zay Jones, great effort on a back shoulder throw where he had to go to the ground to try to get it, but he couldn't quite haul it in. Still liked the effort. Again, Jare Jenkins with with another solid catch in 11-on-11, or excuse me, in one-on-one. Evan Ingram, he was able to get Antonio Johnson on a double move, and again, double moves, one-on-one, it's tough to stop. Uh, Chris Claybrooks did break up one pass against Jamal Agnew. Tough physical coverage by him on that one. Eric Hallett had another one-on-one. Uh, pass breakup versus versus um, Parker Washington there in one-on-ones. Tim Jones had an over-the-shoulder touchdown catch versus Gregory Jr., who was in really tight coverage. Good rep from both of those guys. And then Zay Jones was able to draw a pass interference against Chris Claybrooks. And that's all I've got for the wide receiver versus DB one-on-ones. Just wanted to run through that for y'all real quickly. And then finally, we'll talk about Trevor Lawrence's day, the star of the show here in Jacksonville, the guy that stirs the drink, straw that stirs the drink in Jacksonville for this football team. I thought it was a very strong day from him. He finished 18 of 27, but when you factor in all the drops, and there were many, again, in 11-on-11 and 7-on-7, 
Christian Kirk had a drop. Zay Jones had a drop. Calvin Ridley had multiple drops. I think his adjusted completion percentage probably would have been somewhere between 75 and 85% today, which is absolutely scorching. He was able to find Evan Ingram for two touchdowns to end red zone period for the first team offense. And uh, just looked really sharp. He was hitting everything short. He was giving his guys opportunities to go up and get the football deep. I really think there was only maybe one or two passes on the day in the team portion of drills where Trevor Lawrence was off the mark. So a really good day for him. I thought he had a really good day yesterday as well. And uh, I just think that Trevor is looking confident. He's communicating at a high level. He's showing the leadership you want to see. And he's showing the ability out there on the field that you want to see from a guy going into year two. Uh, of this system going into year three of his young NFL career. I think Trevor Lawrence is poised to have a fantastic year three, and every day he's out on the practice field, it continues to look that way. So really excited for it. That will do it. If you enjoy the content here, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. You can check out ginjag.com shop, pick up some new Duval gear. And if you want more updates on what I saw today, check out my Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter. You can also follow Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Y'all have a good one.